Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, 9th, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. If you haven't heard by now, the nine universities that comprise the University of California, also known as UC schools, will remain test-blind for the foreseeable future. This means that the UC application will not officially include your SAT or ACT score, even if you took it, even if you did well, and even if you wanted to officially submit your score. You can't do it. The nine schools in the UC system include Berkeley, UCLA, UC Davis, UC Irvine, UC San Diego, UC Santa Cruz, UC Santa Barbara, UC Merced, and UC Riverside. And they are widely considered some of the best public universities in the country. And instead of getting into all the details about how and why this came to be, that's a whole podcast episode in its own right, why don't we just get right into what impact this might have on your child? Let's start with number one. The California lottery has officially arrived, folks. As we saw this past year, getting into a UC school has become so unpredictable and so random across the full spectrum of students that no one knows what to do anymore. Unless you have an extremely compelling and complete application, and even that's not a sure thing anymore, you should feel very little confidence that you'll get into one of the more prestigious UC schools, typically Berkeley and UCLA. There will simply be too many students applying with too little relevant evidence for admissions officers to make important distinctions. So what does this mean? It means that even if you are a highly qualified candidate and you're only interested in a few specific UC schools, especially if they're the more prestigious ones, you better have a plan B. You better plan on applying much more broadly, both in-state and out-of-state, because you cannot and should not bank on getting into your UC school of choice. It has literally, except for maybe the top 1% of applicants, become a lottery. Number two, don't be lazy. Despite all of the hype, as it stands now, this test-blind policy will benefit a very, very small sliver of students. That is, number one, students from California. Number two, students who plan to apply only to UC or CSU schools. And three, students who would not have a competitive SAT or ACT score. Let me go over that one more time. This is who it applies to. Number one, if you're a student from California. Number two, if you apply only to UC schools and CSU schools. And three, if you would not have had a competitive SAT or ACT score. This is who the policy is really geared toward. Does that describe you? If it doesn't, 
then this policy is not helping you. If you want to apply more broadly than that, outside of California or to private schools, then this test blind policy means absolutely nothing to you. And again, for those of you who are not from California, let me go through some of this terminology. UC schools, again, are the nine schools in the University of California system, and CSU schools are the 23 schools in the California State University system. If you don't fall into this category and you plan on applying to non-UC or non-CSU schools inside California, like a Pepperdine or a Santa Clara, or if you intend to apply to out-of-state colleges, a strong SAT or ACT score will still help you, even at the test-optional schools. I've been preaching this for years. Unless you meet all three of those tests, don't think this test-blind policy is a license for you to be lazy and not study for one of those tests. I know how tempting it is. I know it's not fun preparing for these tests. But if you listen to the headlines and decide that you no longer have to study, you are severely limiting your options. If you live in California, unless you are 100% sure that it's a UC school or a CSU school or bust, and you don't care which one it is, then please prepare for the SAT or ACT. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this ruling affects very, very few students. Number three, your 11th grade PSAT score and whether or not you win a national merit scholarship has now become a lot more important. This is a benefit that, thankfully, many of my private prep wellers, including my twin sons, took advantage of in this last admission cycle. Students earn a national merit scholarship by scoring in the top 1% on the PSAT test that they take in 11th grade. This is not an SAT score, which admissions officers are not allowed to consider last year and going forward because they're test blind. It's a PSAT score. So it makes it to their application as it should. Now, to my knowledge, the UC system has not yet forbidden admissions officers from seeing national merit scholarship recognition Yet, I wouldn't be surprised if they ban that from consideration in the future. But until that happens, students who put in the work over the summer and crush the PSAT in October of their junior year have an opportunity to demonstrate their standardized test-taking abilities by winning a National Merit Scholarship. These are rare opportunities these days. It's become so hard to show your true abilities on objective tests that can be compared across the state and the country, you have to do everything in your power to take advantage of it if you want to be competitive at the selective schools. Number four, speaking of taking advantage of your scores, there's nothing that says that you can't include your SAT or ACT score in the additional information section on the UC application or in one of your personal insight questions. If you studied your face off and you got a 1550 on the SAT, for example, or a 35 on your ACT, I would not hold it against you if you slipped that score into your application. Now, the UC schools will never get an official record from the SAT or ACT testing companies, 
and there'll be no place to officially submit your scores within the, in the application itself. But if you think that your SAT or ACT score is an important piece of your application and reflects something unique about you, then why not include it? Students include all kinds of miscellaneous things on their applications. Why should you have to hold back on one of the historically most important factors in the admissions process? Now, obviously, you're assuming that the reader will take your word for it, since they're not allowed to confirm your score. So it should be consistent with the rest of your application. You certainly wouldn't want it to seem like you were making up a score. So it's just something to consider if you think this policy is severely limiting your ability to represent your true talents. Number five, applications will skyrocket again. As we all know, applications went through the roof this year, making the chances of getting in even worse. Combine that with very little information to make informed decisions, and you get a lottery. I don't see this changing anytime soon. In fact, it might even get worse. All the students who never thought they had a chance to get into a UC school because they had uncompetitive SAT or ACT scores are all now applying to UC schools. The unintended consequence of this is that nobody has any idea whether or not they will get in and where they might get in. Number six, what is left to differentiate you from the rest of the applicants? Answer, not much. The only things you have to hang your hat on for UC applications are your extracurricular activities, your GPA, and your essays, what they call personal insight questions. UC schools don't even require letters of recommendation from teachers, which is often a big game changer. Nope. They don't want them. GPA, resume, and essays. That's it. And we all know how unreliable and inconsistent GPAs are. And the assumed rigor of AP classes in the past is now under a huge cloud of suspicion because of the discrepancies in teaching models and grade inflation during the pandemic. So what do you do? What can you focus on? What concrete changes can you make to compete? Well, number one, take this process more seriously, especially if you're from California and you've been assuming that your fallback school would be a highly regarded UC school. That's not a thing anymore. UC schools are officially no longer safety schools or default schools by any stretch of the imagination. So get your head around that and start adjusting your expectations and your actions. Number two, if you're still dead set on applying to UC schools, you should make sure that you're focusing on the things that matter to these schools, like GPA, a little bit, because the veracity of this number is under suspicion. So do your best with GPA. Number two, the rigor of your classes. That's pretty self-explanatory. Take challenging classes if you can. Extracurricular activities, pick activities that matter, that further your cause, that will tell a compelling story about who you are and what you care about. And lastly, make sure you write excellent essays. And then pray to the lottery gods that you're picked from among the 180,000 other applicants. Number three, if you do live in California and you've gotten very comfortable with the idea of going to a UC school, 
because of the cost or the proximity or the quality of the education, I highly recommend expanding your target list of schools outside of just the UC system. I would absolutely include CSU schools, California State University schools, there's 23 of them, and other private schools in California. And I would think seriously about out-of-state schools too. Now, the rub with out-of-state schools and even in-state private schools is that most of them will be far more expensive than an in-state school if you live in California. So you'll have to reckon with that fact. They could easily be two times as expensive or more. And of course, my overarching advice here is to enroll in Prepwell Academy if you aren't already enrolled and engage in the content if you are enrolled and you're an existing Prepweller. You will need my advice, not every few months or when you get around to listening to a random podcast here or there, but every week to succeed in this process, you need to chip away. You need to keep your awareness high and make sure you're not falling behind. These days, college admissions is extremely unforgiving for parents and students who keep their head in the sand. Engagement, engagement, engagement. Early, early, early. I'm talking about ninth grade, 10th grade, not 11th and 12th grade. So let me try to summarize this because I know there are a lot of moving pieces here. I'd like to give you my seven rules to live by when it comes to applying to UC schools going forward. Rule number one, don't expect to get in, period. It's that simple, especially not Berkeley or UCLA. I know that's a tough pill to swallow, but I'm here to speak the truth and let you know what's really going on. That doesn't mean you don't go for it or plan for it, but you can't count on it. Unless you have crushed high school and have listened to and heeded every bit of prepal advice since ninth grade, please don't bank on it. You'll likely get into a few UC schools, but don't count on it being the one that you specifically want. Rule number two, unless you fall into that very small minority of students who will only apply to UC and CSU schools, study for the SAT or ACT. Don't sit it out. Remember, most schools are test optional, not test blind, which means you still have the opportunity to differentiate yourself. And we know from prior years that students that actually submit test scores have a greater chance of getting accepted versus those who choose not to submit their scores, especially now that availability for testing is so widespread. Rule number three, take the PSAT in 11th grade seriously. Try to win a National Merit Scholarship Award. It might be your last chance to really show your true academic chops when it comes to standardized tests. And so far, it's still fair game to put on your application. Rule number four, if you did crush the SAT or ACT, consider including that score somewhere in your application, the UC application. In my opinion, it's as relevant as any other piece of quote-unquote additional information that students use in this catch-all area. Rule number five, start early. Start in 8th, ninth, and 10th grade. Start thinking about your extracurricular activities and how they might tell a story about who you are and what you care about. And if you want a full rundown on how to do this, specifically, listen to last week's episode, episode 85, or go back and review your Prepwell videos inside Prepwell Academy, 
where I lay it all out. Rule number six, start your four personal insight questions early. The personal insight questions are on the UC application. Those have to be done very well. There's four of them. Start them early. If you do a crappy job on them, your chances of getting in will be even worse. And rule number seven, if you're not already a prep weller, become a prep weller. Enroll in Prepwell Academy so that you hear advice like this every week when it matters most in ninth, 10th, and 11th grade. If you only start to engage in this material in 11th and 12th grade, and it's spotty and not in the right order, your chances of success in this process will go down dramatically, and it's getting even worse. In fact, if you are a current sophomore, that is the class of 2023, and you are not yet enrolled in Preppel Academy, you have one day to do so because we officially close registration for sophomores on June 1st. When in the Prepwell world, you now become a rising junior and registration is not open to juniors or seniors. So if you're a class of 2023 and you've been thinking about this, I suggest that you enroll today so that you won't be shut out tomorrow for the rest of your high school career. If you've been following along and you enjoy these weekly podcasts, your child will get even more out of the weekly videos inside Preppel Academy. Give them the tools and advice that they need to navigate this process and that you need to navigate this process. This has been one of the most dynamic and ever-changing periods of time for college admissions in decades. Don't be left behind. And if you're currently enrolled in Preppel Academy in 9th, 10th, or 11th grade, starting on June 1st, you will automatically be migrated into the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade curriculum, where you will continue to learn what the next year has in store for you. If you're an 8th grader and you've been patiently waiting on the sidelines to enroll in Preppel Academy, June 1st is your moment. You should enroll as a freshman in the class of 2025 on June 1st in one of our four programs. I can't wait to meet the new crop of students who are ready to engage in this project sooner rather than later, when it matters most. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. If you know a parent with an eighth grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, or 11th grader in high school that might find this episode helpful, please share it with them. You can do that by finding that small box with a tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button and text your friends the link to this episode with a little note from you recommending that they give it a listen. Of course, if you have questions, comments, an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, prepwell underscore academy, check out our blog, Facebook, or connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.